Well, hello, and welcome to episode 43 of So Talk to Me. We made it to 43. We made it to episode 43. We've done this 43 stinking times. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. I think. Maybe not stinking. Maybe that was the wrong word. <laughs> That's okay. I choose the wrong words all the time. I'm sure you guys are used to it by now. Wow, that's kind of crazy. We've been doing this for 43 weeks. 43 weeks. Yeah, I mean, I guess there was that one week we didn't have an episode. So, technically 44. But yeah. I, I well, no, say technically like, 43 because we didn't do it that week. Oh, yeah. No, yeah <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> that's why we put numbers there <laughs> to keep track. Um, yeah, as we jump into this episode, I want you all to know uh, that my body is not ready. Uh, His body has been revolting against him. It's saying no, shut it down. Yeah, I'm sick. Um, It's not the usual type of sickness that that goes around the Broccolo household. It's just a stomach bug that's left me feeling like really weak, giving me a headache and achy, and it's just not been fun. So I stayed home from work today and uh, Hopefully it doesn't go around the Broccolo household. Hopefully. I mean, it doesn't seem like the kids are really... Josie's been a little touch and go, but she hasn't really, um, today's been fine, hasn't it? Yeah, she's been fine today. Yeah, she's good. Ollie was com- complaining about his tummy, but I think it's just because I was. Because <laughs> <laughs> you said when I went and took a nap, one of the times I went and took a nap, that he didn't complain at all. No, yeah. while you were gone, he didn't talk about it at all. So I think it was so, just for your benefit. He just wants to be like daddy. <laughs> Say, I'm not feeling well. I want to lay on the couch and watch TV too. <laughs> so um yeah so th- that just to say if i'm not my normal energetic self and uh we're, we're probably gonna have to cut this episode short so that i can uh, edit it get it out there and go to sleep yep. tonight so that'll be fun uh so talk to me how's your day been your week been my week excuse me um <laughs> your day has just been taking care of three <laughs> children <laughs> no two children and my husband. Yeah. A fat slob. <laughs> no. Um, not fat. <laughs> Just, Just a slob. <laughs> nice. I like that. That was a, a good, <laughs> subtle joke. Man, the nuance on that one was... You're getting good, Broccolo. <laughs> Dang. Thanks. Um, now, what have I been doing this week? Let's see. Monday. This week has been weird because you had... Mm-hmm. Has. Yesterday off. Because it was Independence Day, 4th yeah. of July. Let that was fun. Freedom ring. Um, it's the White Dove sing. White Dove, there you go. <laughs> anyway. Please do Isn't not that- ruin one of my favorite 90s country song really 90s country song because that song is not even about america that song is about an abusive husband it is uh or a boyfriend i don't know i haven't heard it enough i've i've my dad used to listen to conservative talk show hosts and they would play that song and so i always thought that was a pro-america song and then i heard it like all the way through and i'm just like oh this is this is kind of (laughs) scary like Man, she is just like ripping into someone. Anywho. Yeah, um, let's see. This week, this week, this week. What did we do this week? This week in Broccolo News. I don't remember. Monday what was just do? 
Nothing. I went. There's we went. Nothing. Day. I went to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. You went to work. Yep. Stocked up at Costco. Yep. Costco. Um, and then Tuesday. Uh, oh yeah. Tuesday. 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 Josie Tuesday. got sick, so we hung out That's at home. Right. Well, she got sick during the night at mm. some point. Yeah. Anyways, but she was fine during the day. Like mm-hmm. she was acting perfectly fine. So then we went to my grandparents' house that night. And then, yeah, yesterday, or, well, Wednesday, you had off, so we just hung out, and mm-hmm. then we went and hung out at a friend's house. Yeah. Had a party. That was fun. Popped some fireworks, and Ollie <laughs> got super scared. Oh, my goodness. Poor it was Oliver. so loud. He just started screaming. So and was he fun. was shaking. Yeah. yeah Poor he baby. did not like it. We went inside. Anyways. Um, he talks then, about it afterwards. He liked it, but he just said it was scary. Yeah, today I just took care of took care of my everyone. family. <laughs> yup. So, what about you? How's your week been? Uh, it's been good. I was gonna say it's been busy, but I literally say that every single flipping week. Because <laughs> um, there was that production last weekend, and so that made for a busy. Week. I say weekend. It was Friday, so that made for a busy week, and then. Uh, this week, yeah, I took Wednesday off, which was nice. So Monday and Tuesday, I was able to get some stuff done. My boss is still gone up until today, actually. Um, but then I called in because I'm like, hey, I can barely stand up. So uh, I'm not coming into work today. Hey, my it's insides are falling out of my body. Yeah, exactly. Very fun. <laughs> Very fun. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a good week. It's been, it's been nice. It's been fun. Um, this is my last week of school for the summer semester. Oh yeah. I have like the next month off, which is insane. Like that's the most time I've had off from a class since, since started, I started yeah. back last year, last like September. So, oh yeah, this will be the end of the first year. Oh my gosh. I've been to school for a year. Wow. That's crazy. That went by really fast. Oh no, wait. I started in the second half of the semester. That's what it was. Cause remember I took two classes when I first started. That's right. And it was insanely busy, especially through Christmas. (laughs) I barely slept. So that was fun. Uh, So no, it hasn't been quite a year yet. Okay. So it'll be a year in January. Uh, December or November or something like that. I don't know. The week or the the summer, excuse me, the fall semester of 2018 starts in mid-August and then it goes eight weeks. So that'll be what? Like mid-October? So the end of October or November or something like that oh, okay. is when I'll hit that year. Anyways, that doesn't matter at all. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, uh, yeah, yeah, that's just how it goes. Uh, yeah, so it's been a good week for me. We finally watched. Until today. Well, I finally watched The Last Jedi. We yeah. watched it together. Which I'd actually be interested to go back and listen to what I had to say about it after I first watched it. Because the second viewing was very different than the first viewing for oh. me. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry. <laughs> what? No, it's not your fault. Not well, at all. Well, I just, I know, I talk through movies. Yeah, you do. Um, it happens. And especially since I knew that you had seen this movie before, I it, I pretty much felt like I had like free range, just say whatever I wanted to and yeah. like interrupt and whatever because you'd already seen it. Yeah. Um, no worries. So I'm sure that affected your experience the second time around. I mean, slightly, but and honestly, all of my laughing and my remarks probably affected that as well. 
Yeah, but not necessarily in a negative way. I think it was just like another perspective. Because I enjoyed it the first time I watched it, even though I thought there was a lot of problematic things that had happened. Whereas like the second time around, I just noticed how stupid it was. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm watching it in the sense of like, now I know what's going to happen. So I'm kind of cued into like, okay, how did this? How does this all fit together? Because I know what the next piece is that's coming. And I don't quite remember all the plot threads. And like, I'm also watching it with you. So I'm thinking, you know, you were asking me questions sometimes too. So I'm like trying to be more detailed and thinking through things. But you brought up a lot of good points that are just like, oh, that was really dumb. Um, and along with that, I'm just trying to follow these threads. And I'm like, oh, that was really dumb too. <laughs> like this is, it's a very serendipitous movie, which just means like things happen in like the perfect ways, whether for good or for bad, mm -hmm. like things ha occur in just such a way. Like it's very, um, uh, I, I don't know, almost like a deus ex machina where it's just like, oh, that's, uh, that's kind of crazy how that circumstance, that set of circumstances. That's happened. convenient. Right. Exactly. Convenient. <laughs> there you go. Um, again, whether it's good or bad, whether it's like, oh, they got into the perfectly bad situation there or, oh, of course, of course, Finn used to like sweep the floors right next to the breaker that controls the tracking thing that mm -hmm. can track people while they go into light speed. <laughs> but there are multiple trackers. They literally say that because they'll just turn the other one on later once they find out this one's off. But it's a good thing to know that's the exact one that Finn was sweeping by is the one that they need to get into, not one of the others that are out there. You know, it's just very it's really dumb stuff like that <laughs> where it's like, oh, this this movie kind of thinks I'm an idiot at times. Um or not really, just that you won't think about things, gaping plot holes like that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's pretty dumb. It's entertaining. I, I don't say that to say that I disliked the movie. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I liked it. It was just, I thought it was fun. Yeah, exactly. It was entertaining. There were some things I, I liked. Uh, wouldn't, probably wouldn't watch it again. Yeah. But. Yeah. I liked Kylo Ren and Rey, like their relationship. <clears throat> And really, I, I I like how it kind of culminated. I thought it I thought was they were weird and like out of place. Places and okay, <clears throat> well, everything with Ray is out of place, but that's another <laughs> issue that I have. Uh, she just has to be perfect in everything she does, which really annoys me. Um, anyways, I'm sure I've already said that. <laughs> so this has been the Last Jedi by the Broccolos. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, in in case you hadn't seen the movie. Hadn't heard any reviews since last December. Um, this is our hot take on The Last Jedi. Yeah, I'm late to the party, you guys. I'm sorry. It's, I don't watch movies. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure most of the, our listeners are like, oh, it doesn't matter. You didn't really miss much. But <laughs> again, I don't think it was a bad movie. I think it was a bad Star Wars movie. That's mm -hmm. my review in, you know, 10 words. Not a bad film, just a bad Star Wars film. It's not bad. It's just bad. <laughs> these muffins are bad <laughs> yeah any more thoughts on the last jedi Nah, i don't want to talk about it anymore okay cool all right well moving on um do you have any small talk any small any talk. any little things you want to bring up i've got something but i don't even know if i want to go into it because it'll just elongate oh is it not really a small talk topic no it was that uh <laughs> It was the um, 
news article that I that I showed you because it's been posted in multiple groups. I didn't originate this information. But there was an article that, um, done by, I think, the, the Daily Mail in the UK, something like that. It was a study that shows that well-meaning sexist men are more attractive to women. Women, <laughs> women are attracted to well-meaning sexist men. <laughs> I can Sorry. I can throw a link in the description so that you can read it. But that's basically the headline and that's kind of all you have to read in order to yeah, understand. I, well, I saying. had first seen it because my girl Sama Yega had posted it and so I first saw it there, but it was just nice. pretty funny. It's like, all right. I saw it in well-meaning um, sexist. In the explicit That's a new Christian. term I've never yeah. heard. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I saw it in the explicitly Christian marriage group on Facebook. I don't think we've ever plugged them, so I'm going to do it right now. Um, hi, if hi, you're hi. married, go ahead and join that group because it's explicitly Christian. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, I like it. Yeah, yeah. I think they're still gaining traction, but uh, it's a good time. I think mods are, are doing a really good job because sometimes things get out of hand. and I, that, Like in any Facebook group. Exactly, exactly. Especially, you know, sometimes Christians are, they, they can be a little difficult. I mean, if you've spent any time in the pub, you know that. Yeah. So <laughs> anyways, no, it's a great group. It's a great group. And I, I saw this article there. Um, so yeah, it just, it blows my mind. It's like, they're trying so hard to say sexism is bad. Well, okay, no, no, no. The problem is that their definition of sexist is- Is incorrect. Yeah, is someone who thinks that men and women are different. Because it literally says well-meaning sexist. It's basically anyone who has a biblical view of men and women. Men and women, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, there's so much cognitive dissonance. It's like saying well-meaning Nazi. <laughs> you know, it's like you're using a term that is intentionally derogatory, but saying that they're well-meaning, like you are... <laughs> Obviously, what you're trying to say is someone who sees that men are hardwired to protect women and to be leaders in marriage relationships. <laughs> um, so, but apparently that's sexist. And so well-meaning sexists, not, not like patriarchal sexists, but well-meaning sexists, you know, the ones, the, the guys who want to open doors for women and walk on the, the side of the street where, you know, if the car hits them, then... then I'm sorry, you thing. can't hear all of my eye rolling. Yeah, it, it, it's just, it's really funny because it's such a microcosm of the way that people just hold on to their narratives, like especially... This is one of the cultural narratives currently that is just so obviously dumb. How dare you be because, a gentleman? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That no, offends me. I'm not a gentleman. I am a well-meaning sexist. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there's a big difference. Um, oh my goodness! And so, but apparently, that's attractive to women is being a well-meaning sexist, or i.e., like you said, a gentleman. <laughs> I so, find it very attractive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because I think uh, we're hardwired to do that, just like I find feminine <laughs> your femininity attractive. <laughs> If you were more masculine, it would be less attractive to me. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> so in case you needed an article backing that up, um, you can check the link in the description and, and read that guy. So that was fun. Fun little, <laughs> little small talk topic. 
I think you had another absurd article that you showed me, but I don't know if you want to bring it up. Oh, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can even say Uh-oh. it. I just find it. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to cry. I'm laughing so hard. Like, <laughs> it's just so ironic uh-huh. and so absolutely absurd and yeah. illogical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... <laughs> Here we go. Buckle in. <laughs> Buckle up, guys. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> that f- pro-abortion feminists are going on a sex strike mm-hmm. to to protest uh, to yeah, basically protest the new uh, Supreme Court candidates or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, because apparently they think that by being abstinent, that that's just going to make people demand abortion rights. <laughs> because yep. when you're not having sex, you need all the abortions, all right? Of them. All of the abortions. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, yeah, that's. That's, that's great logic there. <laughs> I can't even. Oh, I saw one. Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, I, I saw the article posted, <clears throat> excuse me, originally in um, a group that I'm in for for pregnant moms or just moms. Mm-hmm. Um, Are they on sex strikes too? Just <laughs> no. Kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> um, no, it's a Christian group. <laughs> Um, and oh gosh, what was, there was one comment that was like, <laughs> meanwhile, all us Christians over here having all the sex. <laughs> hey, oh, I was like, yes, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So, in your daily dose of ironic news, um, or, you know, what I would I would think is common sense, but I guess it's not so common nowadays. If summer enjoy are, listen to this podcast, which I'm sure they don't. There you go, ladies. That's your feminist of the week. <laughs> find yeah. find that that article. I can't remember the woman who originated the tweet. I can't remember her name. Mm. She's a genius, though. <laughs> Telling everyone, abstain from sex so that people know you need abortion rights. Uh, I, I honestly don't even like using that term. Abortion rights is so despicable. But anyways, the right for the to sake murder. of the joke. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there's no segue. Nope. <laughs> there's no segue. <laughs> so now on We're to just, humility. Right, right, exactly. So um, what I wanted to talk about today was actually another um, another topic from the book that I was reading, Holiness by J.C. Ryle. Hey, it was like the third week that I mentioned it. Uh, and it was so good. Guys, get on it. It changes. You know how I said like the first half was all about sanctification. It changes after that. Um which I was, I was surprised. I thought it was just going to keep hammering that point. But it's really good. And one of the things that he mentioned um, that I just thought was a really 
cool concept, especially, again, I use this term a lot in, um, in our current cultural context that I thought was a really great point. It had to do with humility and what humility means and what it looks like scripturally. So when you think of humility, what kinds of things do you think of? Um, basically like not being, not being selfish or mm-hmm. conceited. Yeah. Um, serving, putting others before yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think it can also be like twisted into the idea of being weak of like a humble person who kind of gets walked on mm. of, uh, and, and this is why I say in our current cultural context, I think also humility within like the wider evangelical church for, um, for bad reasons. The negative aspect of that is that people pastors I've heard say, you know, we don't, we don't have answers. You know, we're here asking questions and that's the humble position to take is like, Oh, well, we don't have to know the answers. Um, like basically like if you say that you're right about something, then if you believe that you're right about something, exactly, exactly. Then you're too hardline. You're too fundamentalist. Like we're not supposed to know everything. Um, and so you need to be humble you need to have humility in the things that you believe. And um, while I don't think that's 100% like wrong and throw it out the, the window, yes, I, I think that you should have a certain amount of doubt of your own mental faculties sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, like that you can possibly be wrong. Sure. Um, yeah. Think much of the truth. Exactly. Not much of yourself. Of yourself. Yeah. Of your understanding mm-hmm. of it. I think that's a fine line that often gets crossed where uh, Christians, I use that term loosely, you know, uh, in quotation marks, would say that you don't have to have answers. Like you don't have to come down on a stance on a, on an issue um, because for the sake of being humble, you don't need to have opinions. You don't need to come to conclusions where the scripture obviously does does um so um let me step back a little bit that's that's what i want to talk about but uh ryle kind of makes this point through the apostle paul Mm. and so i'm going to pull up a couple scriptures here that we can take a look at where paul talks about himself and um, we see this idea of humility that paul has when he's talking about himself so this is from first Timothy. Um, let me see. First Timothy one fifteen, He says that it is a trustworthy statement deserving full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners among whom I am foremost of all. So here the apostle Paul, like, you know, the dude who wrote half of the new Testament is saying that he is the foremost of sinners. The chief of sinners. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, you can take a look at the interpretation. Well, what does that really mean? Does that mean he's the worst sinner who ever lived? Or does that mean that, you know, he was the first of the new batch of sinners in the New Testament church, you know, by by talking about foremost? 
um, things like that. Regardless, he is putting himself in a position of saying, I am sinful and I am like, like you said, the chief of sinners. Mm -hmm. Like I am a terrible person, basically person. I can't even say the word. Um, (laughs) So, so you see Paul's humility there. Um, let's take a look at a couple other, this, this was the thing that was interesting to me is because Ryle actually brought up not just the one passage, but he brought up other passages where Paul makes similar remarks. And so I, th- I think that just really made his case. Cause I'm like, oh, that's true. That wasn't just like a one time thing where Paul talks about himself mm-hmm. like that. Um, so for instance, in first Corinthians 15, uh, I'm going to start in verse eight. It's really verse nine where it talks about it. He says, Last of all, as to one untimely born, this is Jesus appearing to Paul, he also appeared to me. Verse 9, for I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. Mm. So here also, Paul is acknowledging his faults. He's acknowledging his life before Christ, that he persecuted the church. He killed other Christians, like the forefathers of our faith. Um, not talking about Israelites, you know, um, and, and basically just talking about how wicked of a person he was and saying that he is the least of the apostles that God has saved. And then of course, um, in Romans seven, that again, there, there are kind of doctrinal disputes as to whether you believe that Paul is talking about the new man in Christ or whether he's talking about who he was before him, um, but let's start in verse 16 here. He says, now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it's good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells in me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. Hmm. Um, let me see, jumping down, where is it? Okay, verse 24, he says, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? So we think all these verses together, we get a picture of Paul saying that he, be, this is a picture of humility is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say, is he's saying, I am the chief of sinners. I am the least of the apostles. I'm the least of the saints. Um, oh, wretched man that I am, this body of death that I have. I think this is a picture of humility. Um, and so if we leave it there... <laughs> We can easily just be despondent and say as Christians, oh, you know, we're lowly worms before before a holy God. Um, but I don't think that, obviously that's not all Paul ever said. Mm-hmm. There's, there's much more to it when Paul um, talks about things. But again, thinking through this in our current cultural context, I feel like I say that a lot, <laughs> um, this idea of humility as kind of questioning and not taking a stance on biblical issues and saying that we don't have to know what the Bible says, you know, what God says. It's okay to, to question everything and never have any answers. Um, we see the exact opposite in Paul. Mm. Like yeah. I said, he wrote half of the New Testament. Most of what he wrote was doctrine. (laughs) Very much so, yeah. So we see in Paul almost the exact antithesis of what we hear today is humility. 
that humility is, oh, you don't, you know, you don't have to have answers that, um, you know, it's much more humble to say, you don't know what the Bible says, where Paul did. He had a very close relationship with God and he wrote doctrine. (laughs) You know, the doctrine that we have in scripture was Paul. He was adamant. You know, he said, he said things like, if you, if you still hold the circumcision, circumcision, then go ahead and cut it all the way off. You know, like he made bold statements about doctrinal positions. Yeah. Um, So humility, I guess my point in all of this is to say that humility does not include um, not holding doctrinal positions. That humility is thinking less of yourself, like understanding who you are before God, Mm -hmm. that you're a sinner, that you're a wretch. And because of that, holding tightly to the truth of God. Not that you have the truth, not that Paul understood these things, because Paul says he's a wretched man, he's the least of the apostles, but that Paul knew the one who had the truth. And when God spoke to him and inspired him to write scripture, he held to it dogmatically. Yeah. You know, he held to it with his life. Um, he held on to it through beatings and persecution mm-hmm. and all that. Um, that he didn't say, oh, well, you know, I guess I could be wrong about that. No, when God spoke to him, he was adamant about the truth of God. What, yep. are, your, what are your thoughts on that? I feel like I'm rambling. Um, well, I think that a person who is truly humble is also very, um, sacrificial, Uh um, just like of their own time and comfort. Like, like, like you see with Paul, I mean, just, I mean, most of the time when he's writing letters, it's from prison, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's, no kidding. He's going around and proclaiming the gospel to the detriment of his own comfort and time, you know, Mm -hmm. like he's being persecuted. Mm -hmm. He's been persecuted multiple times and still doing it because he is living for the Lord and not for himself. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you also, also see that in Jesus, (laughs) you know, um that you know god humbled himself and came as a human and jesus lived out the father's will to his own death yeah yeah i mean what bigger sacrifice you know um so just yeah as you were talking I was thinking about, just thinking about Paul and the kind of man he was and the life that he led. And yeah, I just think that if you are a truly humble person, you are very sacrificial. Yeah. 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 Like you said, the same thing goes with Jesus. um, Talking about in Hebrews, how it says that he humbled himself, Mm -hmm. became a man, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. Um, something that James White always brings out about that verse is like, it wouldn't be humble if Jesus wasn't God himself. Right. It would show no humility to say that he can't be equal with God, but he was. 
Jesus was God in the flesh mm-hmm. and um, he took on humility to not consider equality with God, something to be grasped. That blows my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah. when I like fight so hard for my rights, you know, for my, that my life would be comfortable. And it's like, well, no, Jesus was so self-sacrificial. Yeah. yeah that's I, a really good point. Yeah. I want to read uh, those verses. Uh, Philippians 2, 5 through 8. Mm-hmm. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature, God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Yeah, wow. That was Philippians? Mm-hmm. I thought that was Hebrews. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Man, oh man. <laughs> That's intense. Yeah. That is some humility right there. Um, to die for your enemies. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I think something else that came to mind while you were talking um, is how Paul, how, how you said um, that humility is is not just inward looking, you know, like I'm thinking about this in terms of personal humility and what that means for you as a person, Mm -hmm. but, you know, talking about self-sacrificial, how it is outward looking. And, um, we see in Paul, the way that he lowered himself, like his, he, he humbled himself, talked about himself as being the chief of sinners, but then you see how he dealt with churches who were in disarray like, take a look at this here in First Corinthians. Um, it, now, if if you've read First Corinthians, you'll know like some of the crazy stuff that was going on in the Corinthian church at the time. Like, if I'm not mistaken, that was that was the church that like the guy had married his stepmom or something like that, mm-hmm. and openly was having this relationship. And Paul's like, "Stop it! <laughs> Get him out of your church." Yeah. So, so you have to remember this is the church that he's talking to. But he opens up the first letter to the, to the Corinthians by saying, this is verse four. He says, I give thanks to my God always for you because the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus, that in every way you were enriched in him in all speech and all knowledge, even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you so that you're not lacking in any gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you are called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So he's like prophetically speaking over these people and saying how like their worth in Christ and what God has done for them and speaking about who, who they are and how they ought to live and so he, it's not like he has a low view of humanity. It's not like he's saying, I'm the mm-hmm. least of all saints well, and right. you, you're screwing up too. So you're even worse. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the exact opposite. He's saying, I am the least and you like, like encouraging them and saying you like go on and fulfill what Christ has done in you. Mm-hmm. Like there, there is so much um, that, that God wants to do in you. And he's so encouraging to these people who are screwing up so badly. Mm-hmm. Um, so this humility is, is it does not affect just a personal humility does not mean that you have a dour outlook on the rest of humanity. Mm-hmm. It's, it thinks low of yourself and thinks highly of other people and right. the potential that God um, 
has like the potential that people have through Christ. He talks about how they have every spiritual blessing. Like they have these blessings mm-hmm. in God. You have this potential. Um, not, not you're really screwed up. <laughs> he, he goes on to talk about yeah. <laughs> how this is how you need to act. Yeah. But it's out of a sense of encouragement, mm-hmm. not out of a, a condemnation because there is no condemnation in Christ. Right. And just thinking about that, just just how we are children of God. Mm-hmm. Like that is both a very, like if you understand what that means, it is both very exalting and humbling. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, God promises that we will be exalted. Yeah. You know, he will exalt the humble, he will exalt the righteous. But it's also yeah. a very humbling um, title because of what had to happen in order yeah. for you to be mm-hmm. a child of God. Yeah. And you have to accept and acknowledge and repent of your sin. Right. And how terrible you are in order to uh, receive that grace. Yep. Because God does that work in you. Yep. Yeah. Man, oh man, that's pretty amazing. Humility, y'all. <laughs> and this, um, like, just in case you're wondering, this is totally preaching to the choir. Oh, like, gosh, yes. <laughs> I, um, I don't follow this very well. Um, but it was, it was impressed upon me in the book. Just like, oh, man, that is such a, it's just such a countercultural way of looking at humility. Mm. Because I've heard so many, I say so many, a lot of um, preachers, pastors who would say that humility is not knowing, you know, not being certain of the truth. And that's... That's just dangerous. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's no, when God has spoken, humility is accepting what God has spoken, regardless of your experience. Right. In, the, in spite or how, yeah, of how your you feel inspi- about it. experience. Yeah. yeah. That's humility is saying that my experience could be wrong. <laughs> God will always, what is, what is the verse that, um, God will always be true though every man be proved a liar, you know, uh, regardless of what we see, what we feel in the moment, God will always speak truth. Mm. And as Christians, we ought to cling to that truth, even when we can't see like yeah. Job, let's bring him up again because <laughs> you know, he just has a place oh, in Job. every single <laughs> I never much cared for Joe. <laughs> That's not what I was bringing up. Sorry, that was an Arrested Development reference, not a reference to the um, scriptural saint. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, Arrested Development. All right. Do you have any other thoughts on humility? Nope. No. Nope. Good. All right. Well. If you guys Isn't have there any like thoughts. a rapper called Humble Beast or something. That's like? a it's a um a record label oh. called Humble Beast. Yeah. They give away all their records. Actually, I don't I don't know if they recently changed that. But I know for like they started out just giving away all their records and so it was all just donation. Which is super cool. Who's super on cool Humble Beast? I'm pretty sure propaganda's on Humble Beast. Um mm. what's that other the the ones that do signs, symbols, um What's it? The beautiful eulogy. Oh, there we go. like them. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. I'm not much into rap. Me neither, stuff, but but the stuff that I've heard from them is yeah. good. 
So I guess we're moving right along to recommendations. <laughs> uh, uh, beautiful eulogy. It's good stuff, man. Um, do you have any other recommendations? Do I? Do I? I can't think of any. I'm so sorry. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, we've thrown out a couple already, so those will be in the in the description below. Um, <laughs> I guess just because I'm watching it right now, um, I, I started, my older brother actually um, turned me onto a series of videos that pick apart The Last Jedi. <laughs> You know, because we were talking about The Last Jedi earlier. And they pick apart basically everything that's wrong. Yeah, everything that's wrong from a Star Wars fan's point of view. Um, And he is nitpicky. And so I don't don't agree with everything he says. But there are three videos and they're like an hour and a half long each. So think of them as like long podcasts. Um, But he goes just like, he rips the movie to shreds. I've only watched the first one, but I'm just like, dang. I didn't even notice how dumb those things were. Um, and again, I don't agree with, with all of the points that he makes, but all of them together make a very compelling point. So I'll go ahead and drop a link to those videos in the description as well if you want to um, be informed about how poor, how poorly made um, the script of The Last Jedi is. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Because again, I don't dislike the movie. I think it's a bad Star Wars movie. All right. Well, um, if you want to reach out to us, if you have any recommendations for us after 43 episodes, um, you can... Lucky number 43. Lucky. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 43. It's the number (laughs) of... The podcast. (laughs) This week's podcast. So that's why it's lucky. It all comes full circle. (laughs) <laughs> um yeah no you can reach out to us we're on twitter our handle is so underscore talk to me um or you can email us at so talk to me podcast at gmail.com any final thoughts my lovely wife i like that um no <laughs> that Sorry. was that was beautiful i'm sure they're gonna love that sound <laughs> i'm just gonna loop it after the credits <laughs> so please don't get those, those squeaks in there all right. Well, until next time, we will um, talk at you later. Go talk uh, at you. Yeah. Talk so, at me. Talk to me. So talk at me. Talking to you. No, I don't want to reference. What is it, Van Morrison again? No, it's not Neil Diamond. Anyways, what? I'm not going to do that again. Okay, we need to find another way to end this. So. Sweet Caroline. <laughs> ba ba ba. And the end. <laughs>